0: This week marks the year anniversary of the first official episode of the Giannis Dean Podcast. You know I love this format of talking to guests without interruption. And we've had such wonderful people on the podcast talking about their lives and stories that have impacted them or their families. A lot of your favorite Fox and friends have been on. We've had topics and events that I've covered over the last year as well. I'm so grateful for your feedback and your downloads, so please keep the comments coming. And if you have suggestions for guests to make the Dean's List, you can always reach me on Twitter and Facebook at Janice Dean, on Instagram and threads now, Janice Dean FNC. But in honor of this special anniversary, I have my first official guest a year ago this week. You can see my buddy Brian Kilmeade every weekday morning on Fox and Friends. He's on the radio, of course, from 9 to 12 with The Brian Kilmeade Show. He's got his own weekend program called One Nation. He's a New York Times bestselling author, and he's written another fabulous book, which we're going to talk about on the podcast. Never a dull moment with Brian Kilmeade, so let's get to it. One of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Brian Kilmeade, you made the Dean's List. Again. Yes. A year later. Today, we are taping right now. This is Monday, July 17th. This is the official anniversary of the year uh, anniversary of the Janice Dean podcast.
1: Janice Dean, have you enjoyed this year?
0: It went by like
1: So that. you liked it more than you thought you would. I,
0: I, You know I love talking to people and to have this kind of format where we're not coming up to a commercial break. Yeah. And like, stay right there. Uh, We'll come back four minutes later. So I love that we can breathe and you can sign autographs while you're actually doing this interview. Well,
1: like if you had a sponsor, you would read it. Yeah. Uh, like I can't oh, are believe you it. helping
0: me with advertising?
1: Yeah, I'm just saying if you are thinking about it out there want to sponsor, you'll still say, Brian, hold on a second. I, uh, now, uh, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> I can't believe, remember that one? Of course I do. Yeah, and so are they going to sponsor margarine. this
0: podcast right now with Briankillme.com."
1: Can you believe they, they came out with a sentence for the name of a butter?
0: <laughs> it was very brilliant. I can't still, believe it's not butter. Do they still make that? Is that still on the store shelves?
1: I'm going to put my best. You should, your producer should jump on your question. Yeah. Well,
0: Allison is here. And so she can tell us, do we still have, I can't believe it's not butter. Is it, you can still get that? Is it still fronted by the, that guy with the long hair and the muscles? What's that guy's name? Do you know who I'm talking about? He used to do that. Fabio. Yes, he used to. I can't believe this, not butter. Oh wow! I don't know if that's. The I didn't right know accent.
1: that. Yeah. I, well, it, he did. It's definitely not his accent, but <laughs> I, I tell you, I hung out with Fabio. Great guy. Really? And just, does he
0: still? Does he
1: have that accent, or is that kind of put on? I felt it was real. Really. But it, it was just so funny. Is that he talked all about his women, what? and I go, "This is what exact, do you mean that? What? Like all the women that, that he's
0: he like." Been romantically involved with
1: a, a, a lot of women come on to him, he doesn't have to play. Still, offense. isn't he? Oh, I don't know, we haven't kept in touch,
0: but so he was the guy that was the model for all of those romance novels.
1: Big, uh, upper body, no, no chest hair.
0: I'm not sure. Do you have chest hair?
1: Yes, it came late. Is that true? Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, I. I remember I didn't have to shave in college maybe once a week.
0: I'm so glad you can't see me right now because I'm sh- five shades of red. I hope it's okay that I ask you this. Oh, yeah. Okay. And
1: then, uh, You're not uncomfortable? I remember, I, I remember my, my brother was a hairy guy, ninth, tenth grade. Nothing with me. More Irish. like he, yes, yes, because you yeah, have
0: Irish-Italian. Irish.
1: That's what I'm working with.
0: Okay. And so how uh, do you feel about that?
1: Um, it's the only thing I'm working with. I will say this. I think a lot of people are regretting doing 23 in May. They're wondering if I have a serial killer in my family, I've just screwed them.
0: Well, there was a guy that wasn't far away from you, that, uh, Gilgo guy. Talk about that. I mean, that... Did that story... It sucks. No, but listen, was that a huge story across the country? It is. It is.
1: It's not getting any smaller. I think it's going to get bigger. They have three murders. This guy, it's going to be double figures. They pulled 200 guns out of his
0: house. Holy moly. 200 and guns. And this guy flew under the radar for 10 years. Maybe
1: more. <gasps> I mean, think about it. Because do you just kill when they found the first Gilgo body? Was he killing other people? You see that two weeks ago... Some woman came forward and said they recognized him. And he was harassing somebody in a park. Oh, my girl. gosh. And he was married? So two married? weeks ago, yeah.
0: How did the wife not know? Something know. was wrong.
1: If you get up the phones, I would say, listen, if you were married to a serial killer, tell me how he did it and kept it from you. But I have no—you're answering me. You're asking questions because I live in his town. Massapequa. know. Well,
0: how far is Massapequa Park from the— you know, the main city From of the From where I am,
1: I would say it would take me five minutes to get to his house. What? Yeah, a mile away.
0: <gasps> oh my gosh. And you know, I heard one of the Baldwin brothers, I don't know which Billy. one, Billy, said he went to school with him. He did.
1: We used to have two high schools in our town, and he went to Burner. It's now a junior high school. The town has many people and has many kids. Okay. And he went to Burner.
0: Oh my goodness. And, and I
1: know a few people that say he never said a word. I know somebody else had said I sat next to him in junior high school because he did by alphabet at Homeroom. Yes. And he was a behemoth then. I mean, I saw some pictures of him. He looks like a, like, a, like just a huge evil ogre.
0: Oh, my. A huge evil. Well, no, I saw pictures of him. He looks like he could just, you know, be a, a bank teller. I mean, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't pinpoint him as somebody. In who, hell. <laughs> I mean. You know, true crime stories are people love it. I mean, it's hard for me to watch it, but some people just lap that stuff up.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big crime guy. I get confused a lot. I watch James Bond. I never know what's going on. I never anticipate. I'm never surprised because it takes me a while to keep (laughs) up. I just don't – I can't keep up.
0: Yeah. So tell me about – what you've been up to this last year, I mean, it has really flown by. And I just want to thank you again, Brian Kilmeade, because you were always saying the Dean's List, it's a great feature that you have Fox Radio, that we love it, we play it all the time. You should make it into a podcast. So I just want to, you know, thank you again. Oh, you're welcome. It's very obvious.
1: I hear it every day on my radio show. Daily I love show. doing
0: it. It's, it's like a piece of good news in between serial killer news. Right. And
1: for the last year... I've been just pushing the vaccine and trying to get everyone to wear a mask. (laughs) That's what I've been focusing on.
0: Am I wrong? He's joking. He's joking. (laughs) He's joking. Um, What do you think the biggest story is right now that you're covering on Fox and Twenty Twenty Four? Okay,
1: no doubt about it.
0: And what do you think? How many how many GOP contenders are there right now?
1: I, I tell you what. I'm fascinated by the fact that nobody. We're all in uncharted territories. In the past years, it's easy to go. This reminds me of John McCain. Well, this reminds me of George Bush. This reminds me of Al Gore. This reminds me that well, they say what happened in the 60s yeah. when oh, this reminds me of Eisenhower. No, 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 no. You're looking at a guy, the most unique president ever. I don't care, bad or good, most unique president, president ever. President Trump, yep. No one accepted that he won. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I mean, people, of course, said he won, and then the other side never accepted him. Then he runs again, gets more votes than ever before, but he doesn't accept that he lost. Yeah. And then they give him credit for 2016 and 2020. They go, well, you won last time. You didn't win this time. Mm-hmm. Like, now you're giving him credit for 2016. Having said that, then you have January 6th. Yeah. And the investigation happened. Any small thing like this, not showing up for the inaugural handoff of power. Right. We haven't had that, I think, since John Adams didn't show up when Thomas Jefferson won. So this guy does joke, show- All these things are usually death and will be in the mm-hmm. future for any politician. Not only is he decided to run again, not only is he going to be the oldest president, He's going to do some grow. Over. He's going to try to do something to only Grover Cleveland was able to pull off: win, lose, win.
0: Well, oldest president. And, I mean, how old is Biden?
1: Yeah, he'll be right. Well, I guess when if Biden's elected, hmm. I guess seventy-eight. Trump will be seventy-eight, and Biden was going to be seventy. Don't
0: you think it's a little old to be running for president? I mean, let's be honest here. Can we?
1: Yeah. Well, look. It's it sounds like I look at there are people. Like they run major companies like ours. Yeah. On a daily right. basis. And mm-hmm. they're still, they're up, to, they're, they're up to doing anything. I mean, I said Henry Kissinger is going to be doing the Al Smith dinner, keynote speaker. He's 102.
0: Stop it. 102. Henry Kissinger is 102?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm saying he should be president, but I'm saying things are different. Yeah. I would say this if Trump doesn't get elected, it's not going to be because of his age. Is that I safe agree. to say?
0: Yep, absolutely. But
1: but but it doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter what I think. And you can't go, let me just talk to an expert. Let right. me just talk, let me go talk to, let me talk. It doesn't matter what they think. No one knows. Because we have
0: never seen anything like yeah. this before. And you are a guy who studies history. Yes. So this is uncharted territory that we're in.
1: Yeah, and I'm fascinated by the fact that Now, Donald Trump will not even go to the debate, but there'll be 11 talented people on the stage. Do
0: you think, I mean, I kind of think he's going to come in last minute, don't you? No. You don't? No. Has he told you that he's not going to?
1: Um, He's told Maria. He's told Sean. I think he's going to tell Sean again this this week. But he's somebody
0: that likes the spotlight.
1: But he likes to win, too. He's not going to do an extra debate. So you debate. Think remember, him
0: not showing up is going to help him? Remember, win? he
1: didn't show up for the Fox debate once before in 2015. Mm-hmm. So he can't say he's never going to do what he likes—publicity.
0: Do you, really? So if he's not there, do you think it's going to be entertaining with all of these people? Who do you think is going to entertain us?
1: I'm looking to be informed. <laughs> you know, we're not looking for a band, and uh, <laughs> you know, we're not looking for. A d-
0: I don't mean entertain like do a da 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 da. I mean like you know, give me some good sound bites. Who's gonna Vivek? He's been he's well, been. You know, christie will
1: do great. You know, Vivek will not be attacked, so he'll have a chance to be on the offense. Uh, you'll know you know that uh, Desantis is great. You'll see Desantis is on this week in CNN. Mm-hmm. You'll, I hope they're loaded with the biggest you know the biggest arsenal you could possibly have. Because he does so well in hostile situations, but he, but he almost feels as though, you know, what do I need this for? So I'm not going to do it. 60 Minutes wants to do a feature. I'm not cooperating. You're going to come to my press conference and try to rag me. I'll be ready to jump down your throat with facts. So I believe that he will begin, if he's going to turn it around, it'll be a week like this week when he goes into hostile territory. But
0: does it matter if he turns it around this week? When, when do we know there's a clear front runner right before the election? Well, you got
1: to get money. We saw Kamala Harris at that great opening speech where even Trump was the sitting president at the time and said, What a speech. Wow. Right? Okay. And then she can't do an interview. She has no idea about immigration, didn't put any of the work in for the economy. Just.
0: Isn't that. That makes me so sad because I've said this before. You know. And she looks Don't worry about the party. The fact that we have our first female vice president that is in succession to possibly be a president. That was something to be excited about. And she just completely blew it, blew it. I, honestly, it's, it's sad to me.
1: Well, okay. look, if Elizabeth Warren was the number two, she would have taken all this opportunity in the world. Mm-hmm. She would have been no, one. no one, no one really, like, listen, go like, this is the Democrats thought. joe be older, never that smart, but either he'll pass the baton or won't have to. Everyone will know she's there and how much she does. Mm-hmm. Like Mike Pence did a lot. Yeah, Mike Pence handled the pandemic and no one had a problem with him. So this woman would have been handling the border, good or bad, would have been running around. But this woman goes home on the weekends to California, Ugh. doesn't do anything. Now they go, she's great at abortion. Wow, you're great at telling everyone to go have an abortion. Oh. What a resume builder that is.
0: Ah, uh. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this.
1: The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day, featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors.
0: Listen and subscribe now by going to
1: FoxNewsPodcasts.com.
0: So, what are you doing this weekend?
1: I'm going. Hmm.
0: Oh, you, there's a pause. Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm actually going on a vacation. Are you doing on something Friday. that maybe
0: you're going to be. Telling us about it at a certain, at a After I go. Oh. But I'll
1: be going away. It's not working. Okay. I'll be going away for uh, 10 days. We
0: don't want to give out the location, but it, will it be somewhere fun with your family? Yes. Okay. Are you going to be involved in the fun? Because I know you're somebody that loves to work and your family knows that and embraces that. Are you going to be able to stay away from the stay news? Awake. Stay
1: away. Right. Well, that's another thing. That's gonna be an adjustment. But I will uh yeah, I'll be I'm gonna I'm not gonna I used to say let me stay away, but now I, have, I like it. So I'm not gonna
0: Okay I'm not you're going to honest with yourself. But
1: I'm not going to uh as excited I'm am about the new primetime, I uh I'm not going to say, quiet down in there. Uh Gutfeld's on. Right. You heard me. Right. There's a don't get, tell him that. Yeah. It's getting hot. Janice is on. You mind? It's <laughs> Some call it summer. Janice calls it the earth is burning.
0: Well, there is something to that.
1: Right. Okay. But so just promise me, Janice, you'll announce in two years when it's really a cold summer mm. that we've never seen anything as cold I will as
0: highlight that too. You're good. That's all. Yeah, I mean. absolutely. I Listen, I am fair and balanced when it comes to areas of high pressure and low pressure on the map. Right. Always.
1: Uh, I will say also fascinating to see... That the big push for electric cars, now people are saying, wait a second, is this really smart? They say the carbon footprint to make an electric car, it already is negative. I
0: believe it. Where are we going to actually plug in our electric car, especially in New York City?
1: And then they say, well, maybe we should do a hybrid. Oh really? A hybrid? Slow down a second. Say one more time. We have hybrids right. in in Japan. They go, yeah, we want hybrid. I don't know what you guys are doing with this electric car thing.
0: Plus, they don't think about like the infrastructure in New York. I think a guy died because uh, this electric car didn't fit properly into like a infrastructure here in New York, and the, it collapsed. So we have to think about where we're going to store these things. Are they heavier than normal cars?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't lift up my car. I mean, <laughs> that's one thing.
0: But there I mean, are things, my point is there are things we haven't thought about. We can't just all of a sudden say. It's too
1: late. It's too late? No, but I mean, he, they're jamming his, uh, down our throat. I'm not buying it. We're going to
0: have huge problems. We're going to have huge issues. Right?
1: Well, I, I bought a hybrid car in 2008. Okay. And I, told, I bought a hybrid SUV. I thought it was ahead of the times. So I asked the guy, I said, am I going to get more gas mileage? He goes, don't think so. Mm. I said, what am I going to do about it? Well, in traffic, you might get better gas mileage, but it never worked out that way. I love the car. Okay. And then when I went back and I said, listen, I probably want a new hybrid car. He goes, nobody bought them. We're not making them anymore. What? Yeah. It was the hybrid Tahoe. Oh. So I paid a little bit more for it. Yeah. I liked it. Mm -hmm. Didn't really get anything out of it. And then when I went to buy it again, they told me, just don't come back here. (laughs) So.
0: But you cared. And now
1: everyone's like, what's going on?
0: But you did care about the environment, right? right. I,
1: thought I, I also thought I'd get more gas mileage.
0: What about the whole stove thing? That whole debate?
1: I'm, uh, I, am, I, I am shocked that we even got down this, but now people are actually moving ahead with banning electric stove in future housing complexes oh and incentivizing gosh. people who are building these things to have gas. It's just crazy.
0: It is crazy. And that's that's taking headlines over immigration and things like murder rate and crime. It's like, if you don't have this stove, we're coming after you.
1: Right. And it's in New York, especially Mm -hmm. with Governor Hogel. Oh, I did see something over the weekend, something else for the nursing homes. I'm sure you saw it already. No, that nursing homes were least likely to get any of the therapeutics. They never got the you know the therapeutics. Once you mm-hmm. tested positive, yep. the stuff that you would get. Yep. Now it turns out that's the last place they would use them.
0: Of course. Did you know that? No, but it's just another thing. Why to Why wouldn't add you the try list? to save these people's lives? No, they just didn't care. I mean, we all know that they didn't care, especially our former governor. Um, and we're still, you know, listen. Just because I'm not on the Brian Kilmead program every day, still talking about what Andrew Cuomo did. Over three years ago doesn't mean behind the scenes right. we're not still fighting.
1: But you do think his his comeback seems? I mean, people say he's going to come back. He's going to pull. He's going to make a political comeback. I, do I think just think that's he, so I don't dead. think he
0: can. Although yeah. I am hearing that he wants to run for president. But again, I think it's just
1: he, this year, f- two
0: thousand
1: twenty-four. Oh my goodness!
0: Yeah, I'm hearing that, and. If you know the guy, and I don't know him as a person, but I have followed him obviously for the last three years, I really think he has one of those personality disorders that thinks he's never done anything wrong. And why couldn't he run for president? Yeah. Mm. Nothing would surprise me.
1: But why wouldn't he jump in as governor again? And, you know.
0: Well, he might do that too, because I think he thinks she's terrible, which she is. I apologize. Um, You thought she was good. I was hoping that – but she's more of the same. She's from the, cut from the same cloth. Yeah, I really she, think it's got to be somebody who who doesn't – who isn't part of that whole corruption of New York State.
1: Right. Um, and the problem in New York State is they, as of right now, before going to higher court, they redistrict pro-Democrat again. Yeah. A court said they could do it. So then they got to go to a higher court and say this is the only way the Republicans can save the House.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: it, uh, it's very heartening to see what happened to Long Island. Long Island is a very reasonable area now.
0: Yes. Be, uh, and it I, used to
1: be just Peter King was the only Republican. And now you really get the sense that people are sobering up.
0: So what do you think is going to happen in 2024? Is are, is the country going to go that way?
1: The abortion thing is is the I agree. elephant in the room. Yep. So Don't they,
0: tell women what to do with their bodies. I feel like that is going to be the biggest message.
1: Right. And if Republicans should message back. Because they've been trying to do this for the longest time. What's the message back? Mm-hmm. So that's what they should have. I Marco Rubio, I think, had the best line. He said, um, I'm pro-life, but Florida isn't. Yes. So I'm at 15 weeks is where they want it. I'm there to represent them.
0: Mm-hmm. So well, Z- a lot of people
1: think this bad leadership. I actually don't.
0: Lee Zeldin said the same thing when he was running for governor.
1: No one listened to him, though. Yeah. They still were able to roll those commercials in. It said he was looking to do this, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. So he could have communicated that a little bit better.
0: Yeah. And so you're going on vacation with your family, and then you're going to be doing a big interview, which we will find out soon about.
1: Well, I'm going to be covering the debates. I know that.
0: Oh, yeah. In August.
1: Right. And I got this coming out.
0: Oh, my God.
1: In November. It's not (gasps) the book. That's a fake cover on a big book.
0: Give it to me. So but
1: that's the real cover. OK, but, but the you, book is not the book. It's oh, just a wrap.
0: Well, this is very confusing. What are you talking? OK, so this is what the cover the looks is, like. The
1: book is, is being printed.
0: Teddy and Booker T. And you, read the subtitle. American icons blazed a path for racial equality. Um, Teddy Roosevelt is my favorite president. And we need more of kids learning about this in history. Both of dead by
1: 60. And accomplished incredible amount of stuff. Things. And then they came together from totally two walks of life. Well,
0: tell me about that. Tell me about that well, we're doing an hour special
1: on it. I'm almost done with it. When I get back, I have one more shoot. It's going to open up at Appomattox when the Civil War came to an end and talked about the hope everybody had. And then when Rutherford B. 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 Hayes was in a cliffhanger of an election, they made a deal. The South said, if you pull the Union troops out of the South, uh, you could have Rutherford B. 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 Hayes be president because you're in a deadlock. I said, okay. And they did. And back came the crackdown and separate but equal and Jim Crow. Horrible stuff. But if you're a Booker T. Washington born a slave at nine, you have a degree of freedom. Then you get yourself an education. Instead of leaving and staying in the north, he goes back to the south, starts with a small shack, ends up with this sprawling university where it's the Tuskegee the Normal School. And what it did is teach you academics but also a skill. So it was half Mike Rowe and half Einstein. Uh, So they'd be teaching people. He goes, if you're not, you know, when you're not in school, you're learning agriculture. You're learning to be a seamstress. Women had just as much access. So everyone had a skill in a trade. Mm -hmm. And they built up, they actually built up the school with their students and ends up being one of the most productive colleges in the country from Henry Ford to Andrew Carnegie to J.P. Morgan, they all start supporting what Booker T. Washington's doing in the Jim Crow South. And he ends up spreading the word, changing stereotypes by his actions, but not until he made a friendship with the vice president turned President Tay Roosevelt. Yep. They, they really start making progress with the country. Mm. And together they worked for recommendations on postmasters and judges and senators, how to win the South. They just had this great relationship and considering Teddy Roosevelt's mom was uh, from the South, whose two brothers fought for the Confederacy, he grew up in a situation where his dad was all Union, his mom was all Confederacy, and just said, promise me you won't fight for the Union. Yeah. And he regretted that his whole life, did his father. And he would hear both sides of the issues and still look at Booker T. Washington as a great man, Yes. not by the the mindset of the time, mm-hmm. which the mom had, because that's how she was brought up.
0: Yeah. Invited him to the White House, too.
1: Which was the biggest controversy, because a black man sitting down with a white family at the White House, they thought that was bad for both men politically. They couldn't understand it. Uh, you would not believe the headlines that came out of it. But we're going to have um, one part of the show at the White House going to open up at Appomattox, went to Sagamore Hill, went to Tuskegee, oh. went to his apartment in Manhattan already with Douglas Brinkley.
0: Oh, Brian. So it's, Yeah,
1: I think it's going to be a great special.
0: Yeah, I mean... E- these books are so important, obviously. I know you love writing them. But, you know, to look back at history, it, I wish more people would do that. I wish more people would read these books.
1: Yeah. Um, well, people do. People are interested in history. If you tell it in an understandable way— and let people know. I think that David McCullough revolutionized this thing 25 years ago or 30 years ago when mm-hmm. he put out John Adams and Harry Truman. And they were huge books, but they humanized these people. It wouldn't yes. be like these great orators and these great thinkers. <laughs> They're like, no, this guy had freckles. He was 6'3 and kind of insecure. You know, one thing about Washington, he never opened his mouth because his teeth were bad. And he was always, he was, always felt insecure around these other intellects because he never went to college. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. a human being. Mm-hmm. So... I think when he started doing those things and then they made the movies, I thought uh, history became cool again. Okay. But I might be in a vortex of, um, I just hang out with people that think like me.
0: (laughs) And when does this come out?
1: November 9th.
0: All right. That's exciting. Seventh. I was just told. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Allison. <Yeah. laughs> uh, listen, I don't want to take a lot of your time uh, because I know you're a busy guy. Congratulations on a great year. Uh, it's been Keep a great year. Uh, you are my...
1: Okay, let me just give you one more suggestion. Are you okay? At least three times a week you should be saying before you toss back, coming up on my podcast
0: oh, you on to, Fox and Friends. You have to coach me on that. I, I'm not good at but, that. But
1: remember, it's for Fox. You're right. It's not for the Janice Dean uh, fun to get a summer home. <laughs>
0: Right? This is like, hey, I, you know that podcast you we, care much, so much about? Maybe we could get a banner. We could get a banner. That's it. So when I'm or wrapping up. Or you do the up, Gutfeld
1: thing. The Gutfeld just puts the stripe around below. Oh. So you do your, you do your weathercast, <gasps> put the stripe in, Janice Teen Podcast so with guests. So
0: smart. Okay. Right? I'm calling our boss right afterwards. Could you call him as well and tell him that we should do this? Right. Uh, no. Uh, but I don't think it'll be a problem. So we started out with the, with the chest hair. Did we ever get to the bottom of that? So you eventually grew the chest hair. Right.
1: And that's how it ends.
0: Oh, wait. Allison has something that she wants to play on the Janice Dean podcast about the subject we're talking about right now.
1: Roll tape. The facial growth is behind. Yeah, what do, where would like that be? As far as the shaving goes, I think we have two or three years until we have the beard. What You're is New York that? Accent? That was my New York accent.
0: What, when was that? In college. What were you talking about?
1: Oh, well, they pulled me out of the audience. You
0: were on with the Regis Regis, Philbin? Yeah.
1: He pulled me out of the audience (gasps) saying he'd volunteer for, George Mitchell was looking for volunteers because he wanted to do, uh, give advice for men. Okay. So they go, who wants to volunteer? So I put my hand up. They go, okay, come down. Yeah. And so the guy looked at me and he said, oh, your hair's fine, but you should grow a beard. And I go, "I, I, I can't. I can't. Right. So I said that.
0: That's fantastic. I love the way this whole podcast came, became full a full circle moment. Right. Uh, I want you to stay within yourself.
1: That's uh, all I
0: do. not think that you would look good with a beard. I'm just Thank saying you. that right now. No. Not mm-hmm. even a mustache.
1: Nope. Uh, even if I was on 1883 with Tim McGraw, <laughs> you who has a full beard.
0: I love that I don't show. think
1: I should do it. I only watched uh, half an episode and it was last night. But I looked at him, I couldn't even tell it was Tim McGraw. If you're going to hire Tim McGraw, why not just make him, why not put Tim McGraw on? You no, know?
0: he had to be hairy back then.
1: Well, did they put a beard on Kevin Costner?
0: No. Well, no, but that's because it's present day. But going back then, during that time, they were hairy. Beards. All right. Yeah, all hair all over the place. Okay. Uh, thank you for doing this with me today. And thank you for having me on twice. Oh, my gosh. More to come. We'll
1: celebrate your two-year anniversary and next year. And I cannot
0: wait for this book, Teddy and Booker T, American, How American Icons Blazed a Path for Racial Equality. Is it on bryankilme.com for pre-order?
1: Not yet. <gasps> okay. That's how, that's how ahead of the world you are. We, but maybe when people listen to this later in the summer, it will be.
0: It'll be number one.
1: On pre, pre-order. And
0: we will get that Janice Dean Podcast banner on Fox & Friends. I thank you for believing in Fox me. Fox helping Fox. You believe in me, and yes. I'm always grateful. Absolutely. And I love you.
1: And, and I love you, too, in the most platonic way possible. I know that. We don't want any, uh, any controversy <laughs> anymore.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Thanks again to Brian for being awesome. You can catch Brian Kilmeade weekdays on Fox & Friends, on the radio, Brian Kilmeade show, and host of One Nation with Brian Kilmeade. You can also find all of his books and accomplishments on his very own website, briankilmeade.com. He really is everywhere, and he doesn't stop. And thanks again to all of you for making this podcast such a success. I'm proud of this wonderful production, all the guests and everyone behind the scenes that helped make this happen. I look forward to the year ahead. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice on Twitter or Janice FNC on Instagram, or you can rate this podcast.